we'll get to episode 229 in just a moment. But before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of I Can't See You. Whenever you need to shop at Amazon.com, please use my affiliate link by going to iCan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. That'll take you right to the Amazon.com homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more, and I do earn a small commission on qualifying purchases. That's iCan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there and welcome to episode 229 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode, and as usual, I have a few things to talk about. going to lead off with Jaws again, and for those who don't know, if you've missed a couple of episodes, I've been training using JAWS software, and JAWS stands for Job Access with Speech. Basically, it's a screen reader for Windows computers. If you're running Windows, it's one of several that you can use there. And I've been training for this at CBVI in Chester, which is very close to my house, which is very cool because I can get picked up (laughs) very close to the start time of when training begins. And it's been going great today. And this week, I've primarily been training using Microsoft Word basically learning the different keystrokes and how to navigate through. Today, for example, I set up some tables, which may come in handy when working in WordPress. And I don't know how many sessions I have left. I think I only have a few left. I'm not, I'm not too sure. But today, <laughs> we were working in this huge table And after we got done messing around with it, I talked to my instructor, who was Johnny Lynn, and I told her, I said, if I were using something this large and needed to do a table like this, I wouldn't do it in Word. I would go to Excel. And she then told me we'd be (laughs) covering Excel next week, which I'm very happy about. Not so much because I think I need to learn a lot there but because I want to learn it so that I can help a few other folks. We've had a couple of issues, which I'll get to in a moment, with the NFB of Pennsylvania website, old site and new site, and I'll talk about that in a second. But a few folks who could really benefit by knowing Microsoft Excel, I, I think I could help them if I, if I know enough with JAWS. Obviously, other than memorizing how to do the formulas, because I, I haven't used, I swore to myself that I would never put a Microsoft product on my iMac, and I have stayed true to that five years and change in. But it looks like now between getting the Windows PC, the laptop that I have, which is a Lenovo laptop, and using Word and using Excel, and I don't know that I'll get to PowerPoint, but uh, I've, I've kind of taken it there. And Excel, as I mentioned last week, sometimes is a little tricky with the screen readers. And I just want to know how to do it because we're trying to, trying to keep some, 
some contact lists and things like that, but I'll talk about that in a minute. But back to today's training, all the things that I kept trying to do today, whether I was keying in the wrong or touching the wrong keys, and if you're a longtime listener, you know that I have psoriatic arthritis, so sometimes my fingers don't move right, and sometimes I'm hitting one key when I should be hitting another, and I can't quite tell. So could have been user error and most likely was user error. There were <laughs> there were a couple of occasions today where Johnny Lynn was telling me how to do something and she was saying one key plus the space bar when she meant a different key plus the space bar to use and it kept coming out weird. But the one thing with all the mistakes that I was doing today, it was getting pounded into my head how to do certain things. And I need to hit the application key and then I got to go to this and then I got to go to that. It was just pounding at home that that is how things, and that's how, that's how you learn. And as I said to her, back when I started working on computers back, I don't know if it was on my Commodore 64, but certainly on my first, well, it wasn't a Windows machine because it was before Windows. Let's call it... <laughs> It was MS-DOS. Uh, I don't remember what version. <laughs> uh, probably dating myself there. But one of the things that you learn when you're messing around on the computer is more than likely you're not going to break it. And when you make a terrible mistake, you're going to remember that mistake so you don't do it again. And that helps you learn. And that's what happened today. There were so many things that... I was doing, I'm like, okay, this is great. I keep doing the same thing. I've got to do this, this, and this to get to that. And I said to Johnny Lynn, I said, this is how I learned the computer in the first place, just by doing. I know I'm not going to break it. And as I've mentioned previously, since starting at CBVI, there are some quirks with Windows computers and just some weird stuff that goes on. And again, some of it is me touching the wrong keys and, and so forth. All the stuff that we did today, it was just outstanding because I was just doing it over and over and over again. And when I would make a mistake, I'd do it again. And so now I kind of know how to do it. And again, some of it is going to be in, in tables that I, I can't imagine I would ever do in Word unless it's a small table. Now, I had mentioned having some difficulty with a couple of items with the NFB of Pennsylvania website, which kind of had a domino effect. And something happened during the week where we had on nfbp.org were not compatible with the latest update to PHP. And so what that did, that took the site down. It was compounded by a problem that trying to fix that issue, not realizing that was the issue, that someone else made by trying to reinstall WordPress, pulling it down and putting it back up. Well, that's, that's not going to fix a PHP problem. And it just, it really wasn't a horrible mistake, mistake because we were going to have to call our host provider in the first place to get the one thing fixed. So it just meant two emails instead of one. And DreamHost was great. They had it. They had the site back up and running to a degree fairly quickly once I found out about the problem, and got it back working enough that we can pull the content that we want to move over to the new site at nfbofpa.org, 
at least we can grab that, we can take it into Notepad or Notes or whatever we, are, we use, take the formatting out, and then drag it into WordPress on the new site, reformat it the way we want, and we're good to go. A secondary issue, though, was the contact information that we get from inquiries from folks who either want to join a chapter or want to know about the NFB's White Cane program. All that contact information was done through the site and can't be accessed now. So that created an issue. And like I mentioned earlier, it would be helpful if some of the folks who get that contact information were able to do things in Excel where they could drop in Right now, obviously, when we use the contact information, we can export it as a CSV file. So it would be helpful if the folks who do some of this stuff, if they knew Excel, then we wouldn't have to worry about this. I don't know if it's an app. It was created by someone who used to be in the NFB of Pennsylvania and who has since left. The people that need to get to that database and again, I'm not sure how it's input. And I, I don't, I've come up with a solution. It, it may be a temporary one, but I don't know that it's a solution. I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. So, so if I, getting back to what I was saying about CB, uh, CBVI, if I could learn Excel enough where I can talk someone through it, that would be really helpful. And hopefully that's the case. Hopefully I'll learn enough and be able to do it. Sometimes people think, Excel or spreadsheets in general are difficult to use. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I always forget the formulas and, th <laughs> and things where to go, how to do certain things. And, and again, I've been using Apple numbers for the last five years, not Microsoft Excel or one of the others. I don't even know if they make some of the others that I started on Quattro Pro and uh, Lotus 123. I, I don't even know if they're still around, but they're... <laughs> Oh, my God. They're like 40 or 50 years old. <laughs> Technology from the 70s and 80s. So I'm looking forward to that. And as far as the workaround that I think I may have come up with, our host, DreamHost, was offering free XYZ domains. And when I say XYZ, I'm not just putting in fluff words there. The top-level domain, one of them is .xyz. So... They were offering, offering a one-year domain registration for free. And I thought, okay, well, if we need another site, because I didn't want to bring whatever that database, either plug-in or app, whatever it is that we use to collect all the information, I didn't want to bring that onto the new site because I don't know how old it is and what kind of issues it could cause to our new site. So I bought this domain, I'm sorry, I acquired this domain because it was free, pablind.xyz, with the intention of just putting the file or files for if it's an app or it's a plugin, if I have to install WordPress, whatever it may be, and I don't know. I just don't know. And some of the others on our tech committee are, are looking into that, and but that's one of the things that has delayed me. All these little things that build up that I had to spend some time on and figuring out where I had to go to 
get customer support and submit a ticket and so forth like that. So I spent a few hours during the week, and I don't remember what day it was. It was a blur. It was a day that I was at CBVI. So I want to say it was Wednesday, but I'm not 100% sure. Might have been Thursday, but I think it was Wednesday. So that day I spent some time doing that, which of course takes me away from trying to get that NFB of Pennsylvania website done, which I really want to get done because July 1st, we they opened the doors to convention registration, which we've also been working on the forms to do that. And I can't and won't start working on that. And some other guys are working on it and they're doing a great job at it. But we're not sure what we want WP Forms to do if it can do it. It's very close to needing an e-commerce solution. And I don't know that WP Forms is robust enough, at least the version that we have. And I believe we have the pro version. One of the other guys on the committee bought it for his church, and he bought three. He, he got a three-seat license. So he uses one for the church and then one for the NFP of Pennsylvania website. So I want to get the site done to the point where we can start dragging the content over so that I can then help them try to figure out how we can do the forms where somebody can register for themselves and register for other family members under one form instead of having each person to have to fill out a form. Let's say Mary and Joe are both blind and they want to go to the state convention, which this year is in Harrisburg. We don't want Mary to have to fill out a form and Joe to fill out a form. It'd be nice if Mary could fill it out, if she's going to be the one to do it, and then check a box to have Joe's registration included in there. And then instead of the, uh, let's say they're registering in September when it's $25, Mary's $25 would be on there. And just by checking the button and adding Joe, Joe's $25 would be added on and any other things that they need. There's meals, and each meal is a certain amount of money. Lunches are usually around $20, and there's a banquet at the end, which is, I think last year was 35 And I think there's breakfast one day, which last year was 15 So all those things. So, you know, you can see where there's a bunch of things that need to be on there. And we need a total that then could... They could submit the form and then go to work, uh, go to PayPal and pay whatever the amount is, not have to do one form for Mary and one form for Joe and so forth. Hopefully I'll get that site up and running to the point where I can jump over and work on that form and help them out because I, I kind of think there's a workaround, but I won't know until I play with it. And I don't want to play with it until I'm done. I've got too much to do on the other side. But it's, it's great how it's coming along, and I've had some help uh, from someone I've uh, worked with in the past that offered to help, and she's been doing a great job. And without it, I mean, I'd be in the weeds at this point because there's a few things that uh, I just couldn't do. And I found out about a – I guess it's a plugin. I'm not sure if it's a plugin or a Word uh, website. I, I think it's a plugin that you – uh, put in that will generate alt text for your photos that's written to sound like a an actual sentence, not two people, tree, sun, clouds, whatever, blue sky, 
green tree, whatever. It, it, it'll put it in a sentence form. And I'm going to try that out, I think. it's. A, I think they have a, uh, for a certain number of photos, I think it's free. And I can't remember the name. I heard about it on a podcast that I, I was excited to hear about it because one of the issues, I had Liz with me one day sitting down here telling me, oh, what's this a picture of? Do you know that anybody in there? And And she did. So it worked out well. But Unfortunately, <laughs> some of those images, images that we went through were screenshots sent to me by someone, which they're just too small. If they were the actual images, they would be great. Some of them were outstanding. And we actually did put a couple on there. To me, it doesn't, I, I don't notice a difference because I, you know, I can't see well. But to someone who has decent vision, they may be able to tell that the image was stretched a bit and quality might not be up to our liking but uh the person who's helped me with that she said you know it doesn't it's not terrible so uh, for now we'll go with it and we'll see how we can do if we get the other images uh if the person the person wasn't sure she had the actual images because she didn't remember who took them but the NFB of Pennsylvania site is coming along and I'm really excited to have that launch because it's it's been overwhelming the the stuff that I've been doing with that, and then the other things between the White Canes Connect episodes and this podcast as I'm recording this, it's Friday night, sorry, it's Saturday morning after midnight, and this is the only chance I've had to record between everything else that's been going on. In fact, I, I sat down here, came down on Friday night after dinner, Liz and Ziggy were running some errands. Uh, Ziggy loves to go to Swiss Farms, which is a drive-through milk store. And he loves going there because they always give him a treat. He loves going to WSFS Bank because they always give him a treat. So <laughs> so if you're a bank or you have some sort of drive-through store, please have some treats ready because I know Ziggy will con- uh, get Liz to want to go there a little more often or be more interested in getting out of the house. And he loves going for a ride. So so I thought, okay, they're going out. Jacob was at work. I'm going to sit down and record. And I came down here. I turned the mic on. I had everything set up. I had the files already dropped in for just listen. And I turned the mic up. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is that sound? The washing machine and the dryer were going. <laughs> it was just so loud. And the mic picked it up. It was just too loud. So I couldn't do it then. I usually don't like recording at this hour because I'm tired and sometimes I forget what I've said. <laughs> but so far, I think it's gone okay. And I usually think to myself, well, I could fix it in editing. One of the cool things that I did this week was going to Best Work over in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Now, I had never heard of this place. And Lisa had mentioned about getting them on an episode of White Canes Connect. And I said, oh, that sounds great. Reach out to them. Tell me what they do and, and let's reach out. And she reached out and they wanted us to come and take a look at the place first and kind of meet with them. Lisa's jam-packed with stuff between articles that she's writing for different publications and some work that she's doing for Overbrook School for the Blind. She couldn't do it. And we actually had it set to do another time. And it was the... BEP meeting in Harrisburg that I went to, so I couldn't go. I got to go over. Liz and I, we rescheduled back in April for May 3rd. 
Liz and I went over, and I, I, I don't know that I would have gone if Liz couldn't have driven because it is about a half an hour to 40 minutes to the, their location from my house driving. If I were to take the train into Philadelphia and then take the shuttle that Best Work offers to go from Center City, Philadelphia to Cherry Hill, I can't even imagine how long that would take. I'm guessing an hour and 15 to an hour and a half, maybe more. But I don't know. And I don't know that that shuttle runs constantly throughout the day. I don't know that. So what time would I have had to have left to get there for my 1.30, sorry, my 2.30 meeting? But we sat down with John Katz, who is the president and CEO, and Lauren Scarpa, who is the director of communication and marketing, and talked with them for a bit. And then Lauren gave us a tour. And it was just outstanding. They have about 50,000 square feet. And to put that in perspective, if you think of a supermarket that you go to, back in the day, most of my dad's stores were not 50,000 square feet. But today, Wegmans, for example, is somewhere around 90,000 square feet. Acme's and Safeways and things like that are a little bit less, probably in the 60,000 square foot range. A little more, a little less. Giant, same thing. So along those lines, along the lines of a supermarket, but they don't have supermarket items in this place other than maybe the break room. (laughs) They have manufacturing facilities and customer service facilities, as well as obviously offices for their staff in this place. And so what it is, it's a place where blind and visually impaired folks can go to get a job. And they have contracts, Best Work does, with the federal government. Most of it sounded like it was the military. They do a lot of things for the Navy, some things for the Army, They do, I think they mentioned one thing with the Air Force, with metals. And when they first said metals, I thought, you know, metal, like, uh, you know, like for a tool or a machine. But they're talking metals, like a gold medal. Or some of the metals, like my dad received from being in the Air Force back when he was a POW back in the mid-40s in Germany. So they do all these things, and they employ, uh, of the, I think they said 150 to 200 people, of that amount of folks, around 83% of them are blind. And I've told you a million times that unemployment for blind and visually impaired folks is well over 70%. Many people see a blind person, and they say, well, they can't do this, and they can't do that. But it was just incredible. And I have some more coming up in Just Listen when we did our tour. And we also went into the training area where they train the folks to make some of the things that they do out on the floor. And it's primarily making uh, fleece vests and all sorts of different things. So people are learning how to sew. They have a 3D printer there in the room that makes the guides so that a blind person can feel how they have to do things. And 
they can just print them up, bing, bang, boom, when either someone new comes on or somebody loses theirs or drops it, whatever. I, I Obviously, I didn't pick up a guide, so I don't know how big these things are. I, I don't know. So that'll be coming up in Just Listen, and you'll hear how the folks are trained, and then you'll also hear during the tour some of the things that they make in this uh, manufacturing facility. One of the other cool things, and I thought this was really, really awesome, before we got into or onto the floor of where everything is made, I could hear like a, what sounded like a forklift driving, and it, it was giving me flashbacks to when I worked for Kirk at the in his vending business at the postal facility in Northeast Philadelphia. So that was kind of like a Wild West and huge, much, much larger than this. But they have on the floor of this facility, of this best work, they have these metal guides along each side of the walkway around the manufacturing floor. And basically, you could, as you're sweeping with your cane, you can hit that so you know you're on the correct side of the aisle that you're walking. When the metal has a break in it, it's almost like a door. So you can feel, okay, this is an area that maybe I need to go in. And there's no wall, so you can certainly, once you feel that there's a door, you could say, hey, am I in the right spot? Is this the so-and-so? Is this where we're making whatever, the widgets? And they weren't making widgets there, as far as I know. So I thought that was really awesome that there's this guide that could take you through there. So we saw that, and they also have, they launched back in November, an e-commerce site. The e-commerce site is primarily stuff that you could buy at Staples, office products, office supplies, electronics, janitorial supplies and cleaning products, things like that. And that's new, so that's still ramping up. They have two people in customer service. One guy also doubles as the back-end administrator, and both of those folks are blind or visually impaired. I don't know if they're blind. So it was a really cool day or afternoon after coming from C- – basically got out of the car from CBVI, went inside, said hello to Ziggy, <laughs> went to the bathroom, got back in the car, and drove over to Cherry Hill. But it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. It was a great facility. We're going to have them on an episode of White Canes Connect in about a month or so. John's schedule is pretty tight, so we're not going to talk to him until mid-June. And I'm looking forward to it because we we talked, like I said, for probably 15, 20 minutes there, maybe a little more. So I learned a little about them. They were learning about the podcast. And uh, like I said, talking to Lauren, it was a lot of great information that we got about all the things that they could do and they could use more employees. And that's what they were saying to me. They just, they want to get the word out so folks know that they could come there. And the fact that they provide the transportation from the, from Center City, Philadelphia to the facility. Now, one thing, and, and I've mentioned this many times also, when you're blind or visually impaired, and I guess this goes for anybody that can't drive, You are at the mercy of someone else or something else. So your time, as I've said before, doesn't seem like it's as valuable as somebody else's time. Their hours are from 8 to 4.30. Some people, because they have to take paratransit, get there as early as 6 a.m. 
they can't punch in until 8. So there's two hours on the one end, and who knows how much on the back end if they're waiting for their paratransit ride. And if you're not familiar, many paratransit agencies will give you a window. You can't say, I need to be picked up at 4.30 and expect them every day to come at 4.30. Some days they might come at 3.30. Some days they might not come until 5.15. You're at their mercy. And some days they may not come at all. I've been at places with someone who was waiting for a ride and a driver doesn't show up so they don't have a ride. They have to use a ride share. And I don't know what kind of money folks get paid at best work. I know it's at least minimum wage. Many get more than that. But I don't know the actual numbers. So if you live in southeastern Pennsylvania and you're commuting across the river into Cherry Hill, you've got to use a ride share. That's a lot. I know Jane had to take a ride share from Cherry Hill when she was in the area a couple of weeks ago for a wedding, and we didn't get to see her, unfortunately, she had to take a ride share from Marlton back to 30th Street Station. She went with some friends who should have just dropped her off at the train station, but said, well, it's too early. Why don't you come with us to Marlton and we'll bring you back? And realized once they started to go to Marlton, they said, well, we're just going to have to drop everybody off, drop our things off here, and then take you right back unless you want to take a ride share. And and she ended up taking an Uber. But I I want to say that cost somewhere $25, $30. So you could see if you had to do that. And again, I don't know what you're getting paid for an eight-hour day after taxes, but that would take a good chunk of it, I'm guessing. And that's one thing that always stands out to me. And I I don't know the solution to that. I don't know what the solution there is. But it was awesome to get to walk around Best Work, and I'm looking forward to having them on White Canes Connect again in about six weeks or so and hear what else they have to say and have Lisa in on the the festivities with the questions as well. So that'll be a lot of fun hearing about everything that they do and how they could help blind and visually impaired folks who can't go out and get a job from other organizations for one reason or another because people won't hire them but they will best work will hire them and it's something that they could work up and advance in the in the organization before we get to just listen and kind of sticking to the employment opportunities for blind and visually impaired folks Preston and I sat down with Bob and Aaron from White Cane Coffee. Now, I had Bob and Aaron on this podcast about four years ago, and they talked all about how things are going with the coffee business. They're from Warren, Pennsylvania, and things are going great. They moved into a larger facility, 3,000 square feet, which is much bigger than what they had before, and they were telling us how they paid their employees over the pandemic when they weren't even open. And one thing that stood out both listening to Aaron and Bob and talking to the folks at Best Work, it sounds to me like when you get an individual who is blind or visually impaired and you hire them, they show up for their job. Unlike a lot of folks 
today who I've heard from friends and uh, folks that I know who are either own their own business or are higher up in management in their business and in a business. Some people will show up for the interview, they'll get hired and then never show up. Sometimes they won't even show up for the interview. And so we talked to Bob and Aaron about their coffee business. They have a cafe where you can go in and have coffee there. They do coffee sales there, meaning you can take them home and prepare them at home. They do the K-cups. They do the whole beans or they'll grind it and have a flavoring if they they do a bunch of flavorings. And you can also find them on the web at whitecanecoffee.com. And I'll put a link in the show notes. Now, that link is going to be an affiliate link for the Keystone chapter of the NFB of Pennsylvania. So if you do click on that link and go over to White Cane Coffee, make a purchase, the Keystone chapter thanks you very much. But all the stuff that they do, and they actually, I talked to them about uh, someone that I met at PodFest who I've, I wouldn't say stayed close with, but have stayed connected with since PodFest back in 2020, right before the world shut down. A guy named Dave Bennett, who had a podcast at the time, and I don't know if he's recorded in a while. I asked if they knew him because he's also from Warren, and they do know him. And in fact, they made a specialty coffee for his podcast, which I thought was very cool. So again, that's White Cane Coffee. Aaron and Bob will be on. It'll be episode 072. That'll be out sometime next week. This week's episode is just a May digest of all the things going on in the NFB of Pennsylvania. And I actually haven't recorded that yet, me or my AI self, because I haven't gotten the quote-unquote script for that. (laughs) And I'm hoping to record that probably tomorrow and get that out either tomorrow or Sunday. So you can hear episode 071 if you're interested to know what the NFB of Pennsylvania is doing in episode 071. But next week's episode, 072, with Aaron and Bob from White Cane Coffee. And uh, the coffee is good. I've had it. They've been to a couple of the state conventions. So uh, have a look at their website. Again, whitecanecoffee.com and listen for them. And I'll put a link in the show notes for the episode that they were on I can't see you way back. Uh, It was probably double digits at that time, probably before episode 100, might have been before episode 50. I don't remember, and I should have looked before before I pressed record. That brings us to this week's Just Listen, and I'm kind of disappointed. Not disappointed in what I'm about to play you, because I have two great clips from Best Work, but it's a clip that I'm not playing that... I'm sad about because last weekend on the 29th of April, Liz and I went to a Walden fundraiser. Walden School is where she worked and left and got dragged back in when somebody else left (laughs) and has been working there this year. 50-50 whether she is back next year. She's already told them no, but they're taking a look to see if they could do a full-time position. What they were offering her was a part-time position, and it just wasn't going to work for us. She took this part-time position because nothing else was happening. The IRS job had fallen through, and nothing else was going on. She wasn't getting the door beaten down to get, <laughs> to get hired at any of the positions she was applying for. In fact, I don't know that she ever even had an interview, but I could be wrong there. So I had taken a recording of one of the things that this, it's called Bid, Sip, and Celebrate. 
and it's an auction and it's um they have a they had a dj food we got food it was nice and the, the desserts were outstanding and it was a parent that actually has this business that does these desserts and one of the things that they had that she made um a couple of friends make them and they're called oreo truffles and there's some sort of oreo treat i don't remember exactly how you do them but one of our friends makes them and when he gets invited to, <laughs> to my friend Alex's house. I always, I always ask him, is he bringing the Oreo truffles? She called them something else, but they had those there. She made those. She made these little tiny lemon cupcakes, some with blackberries in them, which I, I love blackberries, some just plain lemon cupcakes. They were awesome. They were you know, basically a, a mousse bouche is where you just pop them in. And uh, just they were awesome. So we we did all that. We did the eating. I got to see all the things that were being auctioned off. Some of the things were live auctions. Some were silent auction. A lot of the things, and I can't even show you an image of the one that I thought I had the audio of the auction for Liz's class. Each kid gets to paint part of it. And basically it was the kids' pictures standing on the world, basically encircling the world. It was really cool. And I think it went for, I don't remember if it was 575, 625, something like that, which sounds pretty good, right? One year, her class did this lamp that had these designs on the shade. It got $3,500. It was just crazy how much that did. But I had the audio and... I don't know if there was something wrong with my phone. If I, I had to shut voiceover off. So maybe I was holding it and tapping the stop recording button and start recording button. I have little clips. I have a two second clip here, a three second clip there. So it wasn't even enough. Like I could piece it together (laughs) like they do in sneakers where it says my voice is my passport. I couldn't even do that. It was half of a word here and some clapping (laughs) And stuff like that. So I'm disappointed I couldn't play that. But what I do have for you, as I previously mentioned, was from a couple of things from our tour of best work. The first voice you're going to hear is Joan, who is talking about training with the different sewing machines over at Best Work. So here is part one of this week's Just Listen. It's Joan from Best Work. So they learned three machines, the single needle, a Bartek machine, and an overlock machine. Okay. We have a 3D printer that makes guides so they know where to put the fabric against and where to start it. They also learn how to thread the machine, uh, load the bobbin up, everything. Then they move on to another machine, the Bartek machine, also has guides and the overlock machine has guides. Usually takes six weeks, sometimes it could be more, sometimes less. We figure out what they're good at, what's needed out in our production area, and then we bring them out and we we sit with them for a little bit. We give them a walkie-talkie, and that way if they need anything they can call us. These three are brand new, and Glenn is returning, so he's learning a whole uh, new job. Okay. Now, when they practice, when they learn, yes. are they making the things that are made out there on the line, or are they just practicing doing certain things? Well, well both. 
Um, they start off on plastic. Okay. It's still cut the same shape, uh, you know, still out of the same fabric. And then they sometimes put it in like Chris is working on real production, you know. Um, so that can be the case too. They start here. Okay. So they don't feel Joan was a little nervous to speak on camera. And when I say on camera, I was pointing down at the floor when I was recording it, just so if I was shooting anything, as I've mentioned before, I either have to shut voiceover off, because if I don't shut voiceover off, you always hear a person upper left or something like that. So it, it kind of messes everything up unless the person who is speaking stops speaking when that happens. And that just kind of interrupts the flow of the conversation. So thank you to Joan for allowing me to record you, telling me about what was going on in the training room there. And that part was very cool. And one of the things when she mentioned about threading the needle, the shoes that I wear are from Johnston Murphy. They're called Schuler Bicycle. When you buy them, the shoelaces that come with them are outstanding for someone who has very little feeling and very (laughs) limited dexterity of their fingers. But when those go bad, I have not been able to get those same laces to replace if I have to, if one of the shoestrings breaks. So the shoelaces that I have in these now are really thin. And every morning it is such a chore to try and tie my shoes. I can't feel the thread And it's just really, it's really tough. So between trying to put my socks on, which is a painful experience, and trying to tie my shoes, it is brutal. But I just kept thinking about that as she was talking about threading the needle and using this and doing that. And I I just couldn't even imagine trying to do that. A, trying to thread a needle when you can't see. And for me, just trying to hold the thread, there's no way I'd be even able to feel that thread in my fingers. So that brings us to part two of Just Listen. And in this, Lauren and I, along with Liz, are walking around the floor, the manufacturing floor of Best Work. So here is Lauren, Liz, and I walking around the manufacturing floor of Best Work in part two of Just Listen. Um, the, um, the flight deck jersey. Okay. So we do all seven colors of the flight deck jersey. There are. <laughs> yep, so every color designates what job the person wearing it does while they're on the set. Okay. Uh, so like if people saw tops on okay. and then everybody's wearing the different colors, they designate the different jobs. Okay. Yep. So we have that. Okay. And then um, as we progress past the moisture wicking t-shirt, we have a packing line right now. Okay. So we have a group of, I don't know if I'm looking, probably like... 12, 15 people, and they're doing all of the folding and all of the packaging for these, um, the t-shirts, the jerseys, the fleece, everything. Um, and so they, I mean, this is a great team as well, I love them, um, but they, they're a fun bunch. And, you know, let me tell you, they can, they can fold better than the ones in the store. <laughs> like, it is incredible. So, and they do, for some people, you know, because we do have people who have textile, you know, with diabetes and everything. So we do have guides if they need them to help with the building. So, you know, that is, that is available. So there's someone walking towards the seat using the line on the floor as a guide. Oh, yeah. 
Dia apa baju? Oh. Okay. As we come up, so we as we pass the packaging line, then we come up and then we have the Army Equus line, which is the semi-cold weather base layer. It's, it's a semi-layer base layer for the Army. Okay. Uh, and this is our second largest line. And then as we move forward, we are now at our largest line, which is our Navy Fleet line. So this line, when fully running and operational, um, uh, employs about 45 people who are blind and visually impaired, and about 50 people total. So it is our largest. Right now, it's not at full production. However, um, we're going to be starting the new fleet um, around July-ish. So when that happens, this line will be fully operational. Everybody, it's going to be an all-hands-on-deck thing, which we're very excited about. This has been, we've been waiting for the new fleet for about a year and a half now. So I appreciate Lauren giving us that tour. It was really, I don't want to say an eye-opener, but <laughs> but it was very interesting. It was interesting to see, like I said, how folks who are blind and visually impaired are so determined to keep a job and get get a job and then keep it by getting there two hours early. And as Lauren said to me, I said, what do they do for those two hours? Oh, they, they'll have breakfast or they'll go on their phones and go through emails or whatever. But they're there. And so that eight-hour job can turn into a 10, 11, 12-hour job. As I mentioned, when I worked at the Blind Bodega and at the vending, when I was traveling an hour and a half to two hours one way, then working for four hours, then traveling an hour and a half coming home. And I was traveling as much as I was working. And that's not quite the same with these folks who are working an eight-hour day, but the vending especially was not an eight-hour day. It was only a four to four-and-a-half-hour day. So the traveling was just as much as the work. So again, their hours aren't their own, because they have to rely on someone else to get them to and from. Maybe it's a little bit easier if they can take mass transit to there. And and John had mentioned that they are on a bus route there. So someone could take a bus. Again, if you're coming from a long distance, if you're coming from southeastern Pennsylvania, easily going to be over an hour to get there. You're going to have to take multiple modes of transportation and... You're going to be changing and waiting and things like that. Again, thanks to Lauren and John for meeting with us over at Best Work. And that is this week's Just Listen. Again, I really enjoyed our time over there at Best Work. That is all I have for episode 229 of I Can't See You. I really do appreciate you listening. I'd really love to hear from you. If you've got questions, comments, show ideas, please reach out. 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Please leave your name in your town. If you do leave a voicemail, I will play it on an upcoming episode, no matter what you say, unless the audio quality is horrible. So again, feel free. Try me on it. Say something crazy and bizarre, but please give a call. Let me hear from you. Let me know that you are listening, what you love, what you hate, whatever you've got. Again, 646 926 6350. I really would appreciate hearing from you. You can also reach out via email. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. As always, you can always hit me up on the socials at David Benj, D A V I D B E N J, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, where you can also listen 
to each episode. As usual, the show notes are over on the website, icantseeyou.com slash 229, icantseeyou.com slash 229. That is the numbers 229. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash 229. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Be well, stay safe, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.